0: Hello and welcome to Quarter Time Podcast. I'm Lucy G.
1: And I'm Lucy P. And we're here to bring you all the netball goodness you never knew you needed.
0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Quarter Time Podcast. Lou, stay four and five. Now in the books, we are absolutely screaming through the competition. What are your thoughts on the last couple of days?
1: I just can't believe that we're over halfway through. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is completely bonkers. I just can't... I don't know where the time's gone. But basically, it's been amazing. I think we've seen some really interesting matches. I think the disparity between the top teams and the lower teams has been quite clear in these stages. But we're now getting into the sort of next few matches where it becomes quite even we Mm. get obviously those playoffs and placings the semi-finalists are now confirmed so we do know that it will be england australia new zealand and jamaica but there's been a lot of discussion around who's going to finish top of each group and also which teams are going to match up better in the semis Mm -hmm. it's impossible to predict at the moment
0: yeah agreed
1: Uh, Jamaica Stats is something quite interesting that's come out the last few days. They are second overall for shooting percentage and goals scored, top for interceptions, second for deflections. However... They are also inside the top four for match play errors, footworks and handling errors. Inside the top four? Yeah.
0: Wow. The other three
1: top nations are all down on the bottom of those error stats. As you would expect. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's something quite interesting. I mean, that shows just how much ball they're turning over, that they're making these errors and then still winning by Mm. like stonking margins. Uh, Aussie and New Zealand are where you can expect them to be in terms of the leaderboard and the stats interestingly uh, they put England uh, are fourth for goals scored and shooting percentage third for interceptions deflections and pickups so I've seen a bit of talk about people saying oh England should be worried mm. they're down there. <laughs> However, it's really difficult to compare these stats at the moment because, obviously, Jamaica and Australia have both played the same teams yeah. and England and New Zealand have played the other teams. So England have actually conceded the fewest goals throughout the tournament and they're very low in terms of those
0: errors. Yeah, it's kind of like apples and oranges, isn't mm. it? You can't. The only ones you could really compare are Australia, Jamaica and then England New Zealand to each other because yeah. they've had the same yeah, teams played. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I... I don't know if I'd say England were in trouble per se but I don't know we haven't seen a lot of these sort of core starting seven together which yep. does make me a little bit nervous but you know resting rotations I get it but yeah we'll just have to wait and see mm-hmm. So, what have we got coming up on today's show? So, today we're recapping
1: all the matches from days four and five, bringing you a roundup of the results and highlighting any key talking points and our three-word summaries for those games. We'll also bring you our games of the day and our players of the day. And we'll take a quick look ahead to day six onwards of
0: the competition. Oh, so not much then. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's dive straight in then. The first game of day four of the competition was Australia-South Africa. Uh, Australia taking a bigger win than maybe some people anticipated 74 to 49 and I've gone for a wilting flower. The diamonds came out of the blocks firing just like we knew they would but it was the errors in the opening few minutes that really did South Africa in. They had 12 match play errors in this game and they just missed some crucial shots that really could have changed the momentum of the game. Not a great day at the office for Raderman, who had just five attempts at the, in 30 minutes of netball, which wow. is a bit, right? There were a lot of personnel changes for South Africa, but you can you can tell they're missing those key players like a Pretorius and a Potgita, and there wasn't enough pressure being put on the Aussie attack, particularly the combo of Buetta and Wood, to be able to punish any Aussie mistakes, a few that they make, and rack up scoreboard pressure. Note, Buetta, Conan, and Wood all shot at 100% in this game. Frightening. Scary. Let's move on.
1: Uh, Jamaica versus Barbados was up next, and Jamaica took an enormous win 103 to 24. And I said, way too easy. Yeah. This was another huge scoreline against Barbados, with Jamaica racking up the highest score of the competition, their highest ever Commonwealth Games goal tally, and their highest winning margin, 79. They chose to mix up their lineups, and we saw Nelson get the start and Sterling out at goal defence for her 50th cap. Nice. Jamaica were just a class above and Barbados couldn't match up to the physicality and they were being pushed off the ball quite a lot. A combination of poor decision making from Barbados and some insane athleticism gave Jamaica an incredible 23 intercepts on the stat sheet, (laughs) 12 of these belong to Sterling, 30 goals in the last quarter alone and an overall shooting percentage of a frightening 94.
0: Oh God, they are just something else, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) Following this one was England-Northern Ireland, with England taking a confident win at 71-27, to 27, and I've gone for quarter by quarter. It was a strong start for England, which again we would expect, and they were able to utilise a plethora of changes across the four quarters, including our first glimpse of Malcolm at Wing Attack, which mm-hmm. we know there's a lot of chatter about that previously. The second quarter, though, is a bit of a weird one in my opinion. I just felt like the attacking end was so hesitant to give the ball and we had to work it so much. But then when Malcolm came off of wing A towards the end of the third quarter, it instantly just became so much more fluid and a much easier route to goal. It was, um, yeah, stark contrast. That being said, though, England only had four match play errors in the entire game with zero in quarter three, which is quite impressive. It was a really physical game, actually, with 50 contacts for Northern Ireland compared to 26 for the Roses. And my heart was constantly in my mouth. Um, fair play to the Warriors, who've continued their good form following their game against Malawi. Yeah, agreed.
1: And the final game of day four was New Zealand versus Malawi. New Zealand winning this one at 69 to 50. And I said working on fitness in the style of Lizzo. (laughs) Nice. Malawi put in a hell of a shift in this game. Mm -hmm. It was a really, really good one. What a match. They started off really struggling with the zone defence in quarter one and New Zealand were absolutely textbook in their defensive structures and it allowed Kelly Jury to pick up some really good ball on the fly. Quarter two, Malawi sharpened their wits and their attacking line was pretty smooth, but then they began to tire in the third quarter and New Zealand saw
0: out the game comfortably from there. Mm, good game, though. I really enjoyed yeah, that one. Very enjoyable. So, our player of the day for day four of the comp uh, an honourable mention, as I said in the summary, to the three Aussie shooters uh, who shot 100% in their game. At this level, I think that's a really a hell of an achievement. It's incredibly difficult to do that and pretty scary for the oppositions. <laughs> However, for this day, we've gone for Condra Luazi, the centre for Malawi. Mm. She has impressed me so much in yep. this competition. She played 57 minutes in centre, up against the likes of a Whitney Souness, Shannon Saunders, Kate Hevenen, which is difficult enough in itself. And she was just incredible to watch. I just find her so dynamic and purposeful in her court craft. And she was really that that proper connection between attack and defence. Her speed is insane. And honestly, you think she's fast on TV, like watching her in real life yeah. is just like another level. She had 28 feeds into the circle. She was finding great availability around circle edge. But I think the most impressive thing for me about her game was the decision making, about when to reset, when she needed to punch forward through the zone, when Malawi were getting pushed together. Unfortunately, we did see her go off with just three minutes left to play in in that game um, with what looks like a, a bit of a knee injury, hopefully nothing too nasty. We'll just have to wait and see whether she's fit enough to play um Trinidad and Tobago tonight because she is really critical for that lineup.
1: Yeah, and you know, she is not the tallest player, but no. wow, she matches up so well against these big girls. It's just impressive to watch. Yeah, love her. Moving on to our game of the day it was of course New Zealand versus Malawi it was an incredible one to watch if you haven't watched it do go back and have another look the first thing to talk about is the pressure that New Zealand put on the centre pass Mm. Vincumbo who was playing goal defence had 27 centre pass receives which is 12 more than Liz Watson who played a full 60 minutes at wing attack in the game against South Africa
0: wow New Zealand
1: were just flooding the line and giving Malawi no forward options on that centre pass and this meant that Malawi had to put in so many extra passes. Mm. They were having to work it around and work it around and work it around. I think that's why they really began to tire. The first half was very even. New Zealand only winning each quarter by three. But as we mentioned before, that second half, that fatigue impacted. Not only are New Zealand extremely fit as a team, they were also being rotated in what mm. we learned after the game was actually pre-planned combinations for each quarter. One final thing to note in terms of the stats for this game match play errors lose Mm -hmm. 12 for malawi guess how many for new zealand
0: i mean they're pretty clinical i'm gonna say six
1: three Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> moving moving swiftly on again. That is just frightening, isn't it? I mean fair Gosh. play to New Zealand. They are so clinical. It was pretty much goal for goal in the first half, as we mentioned. And this also means that New Zealand have experienced that kind of pressure already in the tournament, going goal for goal with another team. Whereas the other top teams, they haven't really been challenged yet and they've sort of flown through. It sort of reminds me of England 2018, you know, they mm. had this series of quite tough games going into the final. Aussies had cruised. We all know how no happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, three match play errors in 60 minutes of netball. That's less than one per quarter. Yeah. And, like, that includes your footwork, your bad hands, your offside. all of those
1: new players coming on as well, coming yeah. fresh and into the game.
0: Yeah. R.I.P. All other teams <time>. So, moving on to day five of the competition. First game for this day was Australia versus Wales with another win for Australia, 79 to 33. And sticking with the Lizzo theme, I've gone for good as hell.
1: Nice.
0: Oh, I apologise for my singing this early in the morning. <laughs> Um, A large portion of quarter one in this game was was really competitive. It was a great watch. But Australia just turned the screw and scored 20, 22 and 22 goals in the first three quarters, respectively. Sarah Clow got nod at the beginning. She got the start and she racked up a handy nine gains, three intercepts, seven deflections, two rebounds and nine pickups. Mm. Speaking of number nine, uh, there were nine handling errors from Wales, which was a little bit disappointing from them. Wales were also being pushed really close together in the mid and just having to work really hard to get themselves free. I just don't think they could quite match the Aussie speed on transition, really. But the big news for this game is the Paige Hadley injury. She was rested for this game, didn't take it to court at all, and Steph Wood had an ankle roll as well in this game, so it is slightly concerning for Oz, a few injury niggles there. However, they do have an embarrassment of riches on the bench – So hopefully it won't impact them too much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I really hope we can see Paige again in the competition. It would be such a pity for her to miss out. Next up, it was Jamaica versus Scotland. Jamaica taking a comfortable win, 78-34, to 34, and I said fast and furious. Nice. This was a pretty disastrous start to the game from Scotland, whose attack end was just not firing at all again. I felt like they were being a bit naive in attack, or almost like they hadn't done their homework on Jamaica because they were completely playing into their hands. Loads of lofty aerial passes over the top, which are just never going to fly. Mm. It was a 25-6 to 6 opening quarter to compared to a 17 to 10 between australia and scotland okay make of that what you will okay the second and final quarter were better for scotland quarter two was only 15 12 but the prowess of jamaica was on full display in this game and they just keep getting better
0: yeah i found this one weird because obviously we know especially with tamden as their coach they absolutely would have done their homework but i was watching it but like what are you doing like stop it like you can't do aerial passes it's the decision making yeah i think under pressure yeah yeah under pressure under pressure this is not a musical i'm sorry my life is a musical (laughs) (laughs) right moving on next game was england uganda this was a corker england taking the win 56 to 35 and i've gone for bodies flying everywhere (laughs) that is li- that is that is real like that is true that is not an exaggeration bodies literally were flying everywhere this game was extremely physical and we even saw our first suspension for the ugandan defender shafi noanja with two seconds left on the clock for the entire game which i found hilarious she ended the game on 23 contact penalties in total which is
1: wow yeah
0: it was In every quarter, except quarter four, Uganda had more time in possession, even though they scored fewer goals, which I think just demonstrates how much they're being made to work the ball around. And that is credit to the monstrous defence from England. England actually kept Uganda to their lowest score of the tournament so far. They scored, uh, it was 40-53 against New Zealand. So I think that's a really good effort from them. But I was really, really surprised at the lack of control that the umpires seem to have in this game it was just way too physical for my liking
1: yeah i do agree with you and i think we will come back to that obviously Mm. next the final game was new zealand versus trinidad and tobago with new zealand scoring 80 to trinidad and Tobago's 24 so yeah this was a bit of an interesting one i said in my three-word summary just ticking over yeah yeah This was to be expected for a matchup between New Zealand and Trinidad when you look at world rankings, etc. But how lovely was it to hear the crowd really get behind the Calypso girls and give Mm. them so much encouragement. I really love that. New Zealand were clinical across the court with only four match players in this one. All four.
0: God. Uh,
1: You know, they're doing... They're, they're increasing. Mm. No, they're not. That's ter- Sloppy, yes, sloppy,
0: sloppy
1: netball. Yeah, <laughs> just terrible. Uh, in the entire 60 minutes, which is pretty impressive with the number of changes they made, as it can take people a bit of time to warm mm. into it. They had a whopping uh, one, I can't even speak, this is so <laughs> high, 102 feeds into the circle Yeesh. and they are coming into some really good form just at the right time I'm concerned about this trajectory
0: to be honest I feel like I'm embodying that emoji of the smiling face of the singular here <laughs> coming down the cheek uh, having the having, the prospect of having to play them next but. however
1: however again apart from against this Trinidad and Tobago side I am pretty sure that England's goal difference against the teams has been better on each match. But it's really difficult to say.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. So moving on to our player of the day for day five, uh, I've gone for our very own Nat Metcalf. Mm. I mean, I don't have any super flashy stats for Nat in this game. Like she, it was a solid performance. She had 19 goal assists, 29 feeds into the circle. But for me, the, the thing that impressed me most was just how she runs that attacking end. Like she absolutely bosses it, and it's like what we were saying with Luazi earlier. She knows instinctively exactly when to reset exactly when to wait and hold and pause for that extra half a second to let her shooters get free she just knows and Mm. it's it's like poetry in motion watching her yeah and so i don't really have like any any sort of stats i'm pulling out for this game for her But it was just, she impressed me so much with that. I thought, I can't really look past her.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing is I've never heard a crowd applaud someone getting free before. Because she does it in such incredible style with the most amazing timing. I think that's the key as well. You know, you will just see her lose her defender on the transverse line, dart down to circle edge, pop a lovely high ball over into the shooter. And the people were literally applauding, like, that movement, that... creativity and the turning and twisting it's just it's sublime
0: yeah i mean it's funny you say that because that is one of the main things that i thought watching it i was like that just seems to have so much space but obviously like she doesn't have this space. she's creating that space yeah. for her like you know her wing defense was doing a, a, everything that she could but yeah. it, it just wasn't enough it's a masterclass and i think as well it doesn't matter what shooter she has in the circle regardless of who it is That combination and that connection with them is silky smooth, which is really, really difficult. Totally agree. So yeah, she was our player of the day. Who have we got for Mm -hmm. our game of the day?
1: So it was also uh, England versus Uganda for the game of the day. And England came out firing Nat Metcalf playing the sublime netball that we've just spoken about, getting that beautiful depth on the second phase. There was a lot of physicality in this game. I think that's one of the key talking points that we did speak to Jess Thelby about afterwards. There was also at one point a yelp from Ellie Cardwell when she was being pinched I think in the leg
0: area I don't even know if it was was like the lady area it was yeah a bit weird yeah
1: lots of bashing grabbing body on body and like you said before it wasn't necessarily being controlled by the umpires in terms of game management until quite late on in the game Mm. the umpires were calling a lot of penalties but these I do feel needed to be escalated sooner 100% They, they just weren't escalating anything in those early stages by the end of the game England had conceded 47 contact penalties and 59 for uganda that's just contact penalties yikes uganda currently sit third for penalties overall behind northern ireland and wales it was by no means clinical from an england perspective but boy they're making a trademark out of that signature lose the ball win it straight back Mm. which i actually think is even more like disheartening for the opposition
0: yeah because
1: yeah. they think oh yeah we got it and then they're like snatched it away it's like giving a baby a small sweet by its mouth and then just ripping it from its <laughs> mouth and throwing it away anyway <laughs> moving on i think we're a bit tired loose, aren't
0: we yeah maybe it's us <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, In other bad news, there was a heavy fall and Proscovia Peace ended going down and getting a bit of a tangle of legs with Leila Guscoth. She was replaced by Cholok, but the Ugandan attack, they didn't really settle. There were Mm. a few missed shots, a few bad hands. It wasn't really connecting. Defensively, those England structures are really strong and this was a decent performance from the Roses, but I do think the physicality is worrying.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank goodness they've got a rest day today because, yeah, that that game just was a little bit out of control for Mm -hmm. me and um it got a little bit uncomfortable to watch at times actually but hey ho we move onwards onwards and upwards so we're just going to have a little recap of how the table looks after day five now and look ahead to day six of the competition so starting with the table england are currently top of pool b and they have the lowest number of goals scored against them of any team in the competition so you're absolutely right of what you said earlier yeah There is, you couldn't get a piece of paper between us and New Zealand and Australia Jamaica at the moment. Both us and Australia are are topping the pools based on the smallest of goal margins. Mm. If the table stays as is, obviously we've got more games happening, but we would be looking at a South Africa-Uganda fifth, sixth playoff, which Mm. would be one heck of a game. Yeah, would love that. Things not looking too bright for Scotland at the moment, who are currently positioned to play in that ninth, 10th playoff. But I'm pretty sure they stated their top eight ambitions prior to the games. Mm. So unless I'm misremembering that, I thought they did. But yeah, so not looking too great for them. But there's still times for things to change. However, for Wales opposite story they're chasing down a seventh place spot at the moment which would be great because they're that's higher than their current ranking and that would be up against malawi as it stands and i think that would be a cracking game
1: yeah no i think that would be really good i i would i wouldn't be able to call that i don't think in the form that wales have been in they're Mm -hmm. scoring a lot of goals yeah and they could put scoreboard pressure on early and then take the win
0: yeah yeah really interesting to see
1: so looking ahead to day six today, Wednesday, we've got South Africa Wales, that should be a good one. Uganda, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Barbados, and Malawi, Trinidad and Tobago. And then tomorrow is the big day. We've mm. got a lot of key matchups. We've got six games happening tomorrow. Oh my so God. clear your diaries, <laughs> whatever you're supposed to be doing. And we also then are building towards the placings, the semis, it's all happening. I can't cope.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the South Africa Wales game. Obviously, they had the test series just prior to the con games they only lost a second game by 10 i think the goal margin was south africa haven't been in great form this competition that could be there's potential for an upset i think there's potential
1: i think it's unlikely mm. because i think south africa you know we've said this before they were very wounded by jamaica they mm. came out strong in the next game they were wounded by australia they're trending towards coming out strong in the next game but mm. we'll, we'll wait and see i think it would be amazing yeah it'd be really great oh i'd love that keeping everything crossed but i think it's it's important to stay balanced i think yes. south africa will take it
0: i think they will but i'm uh gonna claim my one eighth welsh heritage for this <laughs> game <laughs> but yeah go on wales go on wales neutral podcast neutral,
1: neutral podcast. podcast go on all the teams equally
0: <laughs> go sports go
1: roses <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Quarter Time Podcast. We are bringing you daily coverage from the Commonwealth Games with new episodes, live podcasts and social media content so keep
0: your eye on our social media channels for all the info you need including our content schedule. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Quarter Time Pod for the latest netball updates. Do get involved in the conversation online by letting us know what you think of the matches throughout the games, which players you've got your eye on. We really do love hearing from you so please do to get in touch we actually had Ella Powell Davies brother getting in contact with us Aww. yesterday yeah hi Shout henry out.
1: yeah hi. really <laughs> amazing and some really exciting news if you missed it already we're organizing an in-person meetup in birmingham on saturday 6th of august from 12 till 2 in between the two semi-finals all the details are up on our instagram page so do check it out and hope to see you there let mm. us know if you're coming as well and don't forget we have two live podcasts coming up at 8 p.m on friday 5th of august and 6 p.m on saturday 6th of august as well
0: and finally, we'd really appreciate it if you could just take a moment to rate and review as it helps other people to find the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the pod, do let us know and spread the word with your netball power, so that even more people can get involved. Take care, everyone, and see you soon. Bye. Bye.